I'm Susan Grace, and this is Be the Evidence. We are at the new moon in Aquarius. I had one of those things that I've talked about here before about where I can see a moon like halfway in between sleeping and awake, that kind of liminal space. And so I'll share it with you. It's kind of hard to describe as kind of dreamlike states are, but I'm going to try my best. Um, It was like incarnations where I I can't help it. My cat, Ruby, just feels like she has to be heard right now. So you might hear her in the background. (laughs) I apologize. Um, It's like I was incarnated in a scenario and it's like, you know, puritanical, a puritanical environment. And you have an assignment. These are your obligations. Here's who you you mind. Here's who you listen to. Don't question it. Don't fuck it up. And there was no vote about this. I just had to do it. And then get in there and I'm doing my best to just behave like everybody else is behaving until it starts looking like, I think this might be fucked up. And then um, I started to speak up and go, yeah, I think this might be like what we should not be doing at all. And it's like, oh no, then here, here come, you know, them, they come speeding in and they grab me and they put me in a car <laughs> and they're, they're like, didn't we tell you don't question it. Don't fuck it up. And I was like, well, what we were doing was stupid. We all, we had to reassign you. So I get reassigned. So to a different time period, you know, like the eighties, something like that. And they're like, just do as you're told, okay? Don't question it. Don't fuck it up. All right, all right, all right. So I go in and I try real hard. And everything that everybody says, this is what we're doing now. I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, this is what we're doing now. That's right. Until it just becomes so exaggerated that I start going, oh, my God, run. <laughs> and I start to run. And here they come again in their car. They shove me in the car. And they're like, what is going on with you? You don't have a choice about this. Okay. Now we have to reassign you again. And this time go in there. You have one person to listen to. You are to act like she's your mother, but you know, just act like it. Do as you're told. Don't fuck it up. You don't have a choice about this. And so I went into that third one and I sat down at the table. There's a family meal or something happening. And I, I just didn't say anything. And the more I sat there, didn't say anything. And the closer I listened, the more I could hear that everyone else at the table knew this was fucked up too. They knew it too. They were just talking about it kind of on the DL. Like, oh, isn't it wonderful that Cheryl is pregnant again and she's like 13 and everyone goes yes yes that's wonderful and they're all looking at each other like how are we going to get Cheryl the fuck out of here (laughs) and then and then that was it I woke up that's your that's your new moon okay we are alive during a time when the opening of consciousness is happening we're going into a future forward direction while like 
at the same time, right up under our feet, control systems are trying to maintain their grasp on keeping us in line. So control systems, it's traditions and rules and expectations. Okay. It's uh, oftentimes like the church, corporations, uh, generational expectations. It's government. Okay. It's the things that you don't, this is what we do. Behave. Don't question it. Don't fuck it up. If you do fuck it up, we're going to remove you or you'll be punished. And then we're going to reassign you and you still have to participate in the system. You still have to. You don't have a choice here. The new moon in Aquarius is like, I think we have a choice. I'm like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? At the same time of the new moon in Aquarius, <clears throat> Pluto is making its way out of Capricorn. Pluto is tearing apart. And it has been since 2008, okay? But in particular, it's tearing apart right now in the final degrees of Capricorn. It's, it's, it's tearing down the control systems that cannot go forward into the future. And so what's happening is the grip of people who have the benefit of those control systems is getting tighter and tighter and tighter. That, like I just said, it, it of course applies to overreaching control systems, but it's also in, say, I don't know, relationships, where uh, in relationships there is um, there are people who want things to stay the same as they've always been, and other people who are like, yeah, I think we can do things completely different. I don't know if you if you are listening to people in the in the dating world right now. I'm not in the dating world because I, 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 I'm married to my job, <laughs> but I'm listening to other people, and they're like, "Why? Why are we doing this? Why are we playing this dating game? Why are we uh, playing roles? Why are we? Why? Why do we get married again?" There's a lot of questioning about um, the the fundamental construct of relationships and it's being rearranged and it's it right now it looks like mayhem but it'll it'll sort itself out it's happening in jobs so um the millennials and gen z's it's it's things like quiet quit and work your wage um there is uh there was an article not too long ago i feel like it was i know it was in january um maybe about a week ago in fast company about how there, the article was about even the most loyal Gen Z workers right now, they, even they are job searching for a better deal um, because they don't have to do anything. They are loyal, but also they're not stuck in anything. If something looks better, they can make a change. Um, and then it's, it's, it's societal as well. Like I think that in the last few years, there has been so much confusion and division and grief and separation amongst us individually that to some degree we keep taking it as well this is how it is and we just keep adjusting we keep adjusting and oh this is fine or oh people or i don't need anything or anyone and you just keep adjusting more and more and more until it becomes a problem, because the further apart we get from each other, the less change that can happen, the less we have our power in numbers, the less we uh, trade ideas, and the worse off we are as humans. 
I, I can't remember if I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but the, uh, there was an article in the Financial Times in uh, November. And if I mentioned it before, I'm going to mention it again. And it was, it was titled, uh, Are We Ready for the Approaching Loneliness Epidemic? It was, it was talking about how uh, in the world, society has a, a real serious problem with loneliness. And it started uh, well before the pandemic. It's been in the works for uh, decades. And that it's becoming uh, a health issue. It's becoming an economic issue. It's becoming a, a, a structural issue in, in, how, in how we uphold our communities. And it's becoming so serious that, well, I mean, first of all, it's so serious that an article like that is in the Financial Times, okay? <laughs> it wasn't in some wellness rag. It was in the Financial Times. And so the ways that individually we keep going along with more and more division and more and more isolation in systems that don't care about human our humanity, they want us to just keep performing to the consequence of either punishment or reward, but without ever truly being free and being able to create and innovate and be the deciders of where we want society to go. It's becoming a, a problem that is on right on the brink of fracturing. It's fracturing. And so the new moon in Aquarius. Aquarius is visionary, future forward, humanitarian. It goes its own way. It abhors being told what to do, cannot stand have-tos, and it it wants to run, honestly. Whenever you get an Aquarian energy and Aquarian someone who has Aquarius energy in a situation of have-tos, they want to literally bolt out the door. I have fixed energy, but I was also born with Jupiter and Aquarius and I can't stand half twos. Can't stand it. <clears throat> so Aquarian energy is saying, you know, you can go your own way. And there are other transits happening at the same time that's saying, look, you're going to have to go your own way. If you want to get outside of the structure the control, the control structures that are already collapsing, if you want to get out of them, you're going to have to do something differently. So that those transits are Pluto and Capricorn, already mentioned, it's taking down all of the rigidity of the systems that we live within, from our relationships all the way up to like global systems. At the same time, uh, that Pluto, Pluto and Capricorn, Mercury is in first deacon Capricorn. It's involved in a yacht. We'll talk about that in a second. The new moon in Aquarius is in co-presence with Venus and Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn is the, the ruler of Capricorn. It's also the traditional ruler of Aquarius. Modern ruler of Aquarius is Uranus. Traditional is Saturn. Saturn says, take responsibility for your own energy, and Venus opens up to, uh, opens up to that. So the discipline of Capricorn and Saturn in Aquarius is you have to take responsibility for your own energy and get committed to it. That's how you're going to get in, get yourself from an old paradigm into a new paradigm and to see where you want to go in a future forward kind of way. How do you do that? 
the instruction, I think, is within the yod that Mercury is involved in. So Mercury in Capricorn is in a sextile to south node in Scorpio. Those quincunx in a yod to Mars now direct in Gemini. That's a lot of nerd talk. Here's the breakdown of what that means. To move forward in figuring out what to do next, figuring out where to go, figuring out movement forward. That's Mars and Gemini. You're going to need to think about your commitments and uh, how you can invoke discipline and responsibility into how you live your life. In or- that's Mercury in Capricorn. In order to keep shadow at bay, South Node in Scorpio, keeping shadow at bay is not falling into old patterns, not ruminating, not self-loathing, not fatalistic thinking, not thinking everything works out for everyone except you, not being afraid to want things, that kind of stuff. And so the the key point, figuring out how to move forward, that's going to happen spontaneously. That's a function of a yod. The, the apex of the yod, in this case, Mars and Gemini, that moves forward through the function of the sextile at the base of the yod. So figuring out responsibilities and discipline and how you live your life and keeping shadow at bay. How do you do that? I've been talking for weeks now uh, about ritual, the importance of getting ritual into your life and really committing yourself to it, that nothing can keep you from doing it because it makes you feel better. It makes your life go better. It gives you direction. It gives you self-agency. And I've had a lot of questions from people about what does that mean and how do you do it? First of all, the reason why I'm making a differentiation between ritual and routine is routine puts another thing on your to-do list that you can dread. Ritual is something you're devoted to and you look forward to. But how do you get all the way to ritual? And I'll tell you how. Well, one way. First of all, I don't want to put you into obligation because remember, we're going our own way. So I'm going to offer you a way to get into ritual step by step if it's useful to you. If it's not useful to you, if you don't need this, if it's, you know, noise to you, then feel free to throw it straight out the window. Okay. But one way to get there is through habit stacking. Habit stacking is where you take what you're already doing, just the in and out of your life, and adding something to it that you that you find important. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you feel better. It, it'll increase your quality of life. But you put it on top of something you're already doing. So it's not, it doesn't eat up more time. You would be doing, it's on top of what you'd be doing anyway. So let me give you an example. This is kind of a silly example, but I think it illustrates it. <laughs> uh, my, my movement these days is through walking. And uh, one, way, one of the ways that I walk is I walk to go get something I already need. The, I, I really like kimchi a lot. And the closest place for me to get kimchi, I have a grocery store next door to me, but they don't, they don't carry kimchi. And so the closest place to get kimchi next to where I live is about about a mile away. So when I uh, need to get kimchi, the the other things I get there are kombucha 
and I get really good teas. There, there's a, a whole host of things that that I that I can only get at that store. I'm using kimchi as an example because I'm about to go do it after I finish this with you all today. <laughs> so I'm out of kimchi. I'm going to go get kimchi anyway. And I happen to have a destination that makes me walk about about two miles total. And I get it done. I was going to do it anyway. That's habit stacking. Another example, there's a, there's a, a bike or a jogging path next to me. And part of that jogging path, it's right outside my door. Is it good? That path goes into an arc, a long arc that's about, I don't know, three stories high. And I've been, before it gets too hot here in Texas, I've been trying to uh, be outside and eat lunch, like outside as much as possible. And so I'm going to go eat lunch. There's a park on the other side of that arc. I'm going to go eat lunch. So I put on my backpack with my lunch and I walk over that arc and back. That's another another probably mile and a half it's habit stacking where it will become ritual is when I don't need to go get kimchi to go for a walk I don't need to do it because I'm going to have lunch I'll do it because I'm going to watch the sunrise see what I mean like getting it done just if you if you're starting out with how do I get these devotion commitment practices into my life. You first of all start where you are. Just add something onto where you're you're already doing something anyway. Just add it. And it doesn't eat up any more of your time and you get it off the list. Then the more that you love it because it's making you feel better and it's becoming more integral in your life, it becomes its own thing. That's when it becomes ritual. Why am I making such a big deal out of ritual? <laughs> Here's why. We are heading into a pocket of time where Mars energy is going to keep increasing. It's, it, Jupiter's already in Aries. It's going to continue to climb. Mars is now direct in Gemini. It's going to keep moving forward. And, and South Node in First Deacon, North Node, South Node, First Deacon, Scorpio, North, Node, North Node, First Deacon, Taurus, that South Node part, traditional ruler of Scorpio is Mars. And South Node in Scorpio, when it gets into First Deacon, is really intense and super personal. And it's traditionally ruled by Mars, which is a lot of force. So that energy, it keeps increasing from now until the end of February. Those discipline aspects keep repeating too. So right now we're at the new moon when Venus is at Saturn and Pluto is in at the at 28 degrees Capricorn. When we get to like February February 9th, February 9th, it's 9 10 11. February 9 10 11. Mercury is going to cross Pluto and the sun is going to cross Saturn. So that disciplined aspect will repeat again. And then Pluto will go to 29 degrees. That's, that's the testing degree of Pluto and Capricorn. And things will start to feel really serious about how you're at the point of no return. And you're going to need to rely on these kind of disciplined things to reinforce and fortify again and again and again and again that you're committed 
to live in your life in a way that gets you into a better version of you because it takes you to a different frequency. It takes you into a new paradigm that it, it prevents you from going back into an old shadow kind of way of being when it about the end of, towards the end of February, um, that's when Mercury will cross over Saturn. So it's going to, it's going to reinforce it again at the last minute before we get into March. And March is bananas. Uh, Saturn changes signs. Pluto changes signs. Mars changes signs. New moon at zero degrees Aries. There's your Mars energy again, twice in the same month. Jupiter conjuncts Chiron. I mean, just the month is just packed with things that are just all over the place and and just completely changed. It's a set change. I've been describing it as a set change. That Right now, you focus on being disciplined and responsible for how you're living your life so that you keep choosing the way forward again and again and again. You're going forward, you're going forward, you're going forward, you're going forward because you don't have to stay stuck in an old way, but you're going to have to glitch the matrix. You're going to have to, when you're, when you're doing something the same way all the time, you're going to have to suddenly do something differently. New moon in Aquarius, okay? Like if you, I'm going to give you a silly example to make this approachable. Okay. But if you always have a tuna fish sandwich on Wednesdays, turns out that I'm having a burrito. (laughs) Okay. If, If you are starting on the floor with this stuff, start with your lunch. Okay. Do something different. See what happens. Okay. If you, if you, always do the same thing every single Tuesday, like mindlessly, rotely, with no thought to it. Do something different. It gets bigger and bigger. What I'm noticing is people right now, the people that I'm reading for and my clients, the people who have been on top of clearing out their shadow, getting disciplined about how they live their life, not afraid to face anything that needs to get out of the way, reaching for a higher quality of life, willing to do something so different that people around them are going, what are you doing? Okay, like suddenly changing jobs or moving to another state or completely overhauling their relationship in some way. People who are willing to do all those things, because we've been working on this for months, honestly, but that doesn't mean if you're starting right now that you miss the boat or some shit. That's not what that means. But the people who have been working on this for months they're seeing changes in their life happen so quickly that they were like, whoa, wow. They're having to catch their breath and go, well, this is, this is happening so fast. And I, I, keep, I keep reminding them over and over and over again that Uranus and Taurus, which goes direct tomorrow, the 22nd, the next day after the new moon, and, and at that point we'll have all planets direct. So we have forward movement, although we're taking responsible disciplined forward movement okay no reactionary running into squalls kind of stuff okay but uranus and taurus is is saying we're going to raise self-worth we're going to raise your quality of life to the point where you're uncomfortable and what that means is raising your raising your self-worth past what feels sane to where if you have a rush in of something that 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 makes your life better but you don't know if you're good enough for it you say yes to it first and go get a session second. 
That's what I've been telling people, like, honestly, for years now, but now it's really starting to become real serious. And I'm seeing that happen with people who've been working on their energy for a while now. And I, I say that, first of all, to validate if, if, this, if you're one of those people, and, and you know, if you are, if you're one of those people where you see a quickening happening, where you go, man, this is moving fast all of a sudden, then good job. Okay. But if you feel stagnant, or if you feel like you, you're kind of running in circles, or if you feel like um, you're, you're stuck in shadow and you can't get out of it, then, you, then start there. Start there. That the instruction of this, this new moon is to walk us forward and fortify us to get ready for March and then into April and May. And then, I mean, that March stuff that I described um, right after that, in April, we start into the eclipse season, and the eclipses are Mars, Mars too. So uh, it's it's an eclipse in in Aries, it's an eclipse in Scorpio, and and then Pluto changes signs, and we'll we'll touch again on where this new moon is. I mean, it's just ugh, it's just so much, just so much, <laughs> and so <laughs> that. Uh, that reaction I just had is kind of how it feels like, Oh my God. <laughs> but, but this is why astrology is so important. I mean, if astrology works for you, I'm not saying that every single person on the planet has to follow astrology. Like I do. I just, if, if the way that, if the way that I talk about this, about how there are instructions to move us forward and that the planets know what they're doing, they're walking us forward to something on purpose. If that's useful to you, that's why this works so well is because don't get, don't get too far ahead. Don't future trip. Okay. Don't get caught up in well, what the hell does that mean in March? It doesn't matter what it means in March right now. It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters to the point that I'm, we definitely are walking towards something. Okay. But you don't want to get caught up in the shadow of, Oh no, like that's not where, that's not where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be in North node and Uranus and Taurus going, make it uncomfortable. Surprise me. Yeah. Let's do something different. Let's change the, the quality of life right now on planet Earth is not high enough. It's just not. The old systems aren't working. Pluto is not a negotiator. Pluto is saying, you know, it's not working. I'm taking it all down. And people are like, no. <laughs> it's like, well, Pluto doesn't take a pole. Okay. <laughs> Pluto is taking down anything that will not is not is not going to stand the test of time and is not built to withstand going forward into the future. It's just taking it down. There's there's nothing there's nothing to to talk about here about whether or not ooh can we maybe keep it together? No, you can't. Mm -mm. You're going to see this more later in the year. Okay, so when Pluto goes into Aquarius in March, it's only going to be there until June, and then it's going to retrograde back into Capricorn into 2024 and then go back into Aquarius again. And so later in the year, you're really going to see if you're holding on to an old way, ooh, it's going to be tough to stay in there. So like let me try and let me try and give a practical example. Uh, it's I I spent a lot of time thinking about the world, but that's just me. Okay? It's because of the work that I do and I also I mean I've got well, it doesn't matter what's in my chart. I spend a lot of time thinking about the world, but not everybody does. So what does that mean uh, that 
you need to discipline your way into the future forward version of yourself. What does that mean? And if you don't, ooh, like what, what does that mean? It means that if I, like, let's say, let's say that um, I'm a workaholic, <laughs> which is not too far off from reality. But anyway, let's say I'm a workaholic and I'm not paying attention to anything else. I'm not paying attention to movement. I'm not paying attention to clean eating. I'm not paying attention to, you know, my, my relationship with my son. I'm not paying attention to my connection with other people. I'm not paying attention to anything else. All I'm doing is working. If I were to do that, which I'm not, I mean, I started, I started months ago on getting myself into a different version of me, which I feel so much better. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, if I had not done that, if I'm like, fuck no, I'm not changing. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this thing because it's the only thing I know. It's the one thing I'm good at and I don't want to do anything new. It's too hard. Then later in the year, I'd probably start to hurt in some way. Like I would start to have um, maybe probably body issues or my my perspective would start to break down. Like I wouldn't be able to see how I can connect to other people or I would feel like anything that's future forward was leaving me behind. You know what I mean? If I, if I actively chose not to change and evolve, I would feel myself within a collapsing paradigm. And that's a choice. That's a choice. It's not a choice I'm making, but that is a choice. And, and, I, and that brings up a couple of things. First of all, you can start where you are. And, and I really mean that. If you find that you are in a relationship scenario or a job situation or living conditions, something where you're like, I don't see any possible way I can get out of this, quote, paradigm. I don't see any way out then start with you. Try habit stacking, if that works. Try getting collaborating with other people, like meeting with someone once a week and talking about how the fuck are we going to get out of here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Start, start where you are. Start small. Start by changing small things about how you live your life. You know, like, uh, I don't know. Guys may not know this, but... Um, Sometimes people with longer hair, we wash our hair like two or three times a week because it's better for our hair. Still take a shower. Don't freak out. Um, but we don't actually wash our hair every day because it dries it out. Um, what if you stopped using shampoo and you used something else that fortified your hair? And you're like, ooh, this is different. I feel like I'm self-caring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Change something. Change something and start right now. And when you change something and you notice even the slightest difference of how you see things, you go, ooh, let's change something again. Let's change something again. So you can start where you are. Everyone can start where they are. Even if you're like, I'm already on this shit. I got it down. You, no, you don't. No, you don't. You can do more of it. The reason why I say you can do more of it is because you don't know what the world is going to look like with those changes in March. No one on the planet knows. There's nothing in history that would tell us what that's going to look like. 
the, the, the number one reason no one knows. Well, first of all, you don't know because these things haven't all happened at the same time. And I don't know when, if ever. But also they haven't happened when we've been alive, when Jupiter and Saturn opened up 200 years of the opening of consciousness with their great conjunction, December 21st of 2020. Okay, so no one knows what this is going to look like. So you, you can always be more future forward, not not future tripping and getting all worked up about what's going to happen next. I'm saying, what's the next version of you? You can always add to it. You can always add ritual. You can always add awareness. You can always add meditation. You can always add introspection. And you for sure can always add more connection. That thing about loneliness, I'm telling you, is going to crank up when Pluto goes into Aquarius. It's going to crank way high. And then we'll have to do something about it. We'll jump out that bridge when we get to it. Okay. The, the other point I want to make about starting where you are is that no one is to judge anyone, okay? People make choices based on where they are, their lived experiences, their circumstances, and where they are in the development of their walk back home into the oneness of it all, okay? All roads are holy. You are not to judge anybody's uh, path and their choices. All roads are holy. Now, you are to take responsibility for your own energy and some energies you are not supposed to be messing around with anymore. And that means a lot of people are going to have to be let go of just like circumstances and choices that you previously made are going to have to let be let go of. And you can't drag people along into your choices. Okay. So we're going to have to constantly realign and realign and realign with what makes sense for us and what doesn't, but you don't know what you align with until you're disciplined about your own energy. Okay. So Letting go of things that don't match you doesn't mean you judge the things you're letting go of. You just simply go, this doesn't match me anymore. And that's it. Okay. On the flip side, you can't drag people into your choices. <clears throat> so it's kind of complicated, huh? I mean, at least we have the instruction. Okay. The instruction right now, and just stay focused on this. Don't worry about like, that the, the outer planets bringing in a new paradigm. Like, what the fuck do you do with that? <laughs> you don't do anything with that. You let it happen. You just let it happen, okay? What you do, your responsibility is you focus. You focus on your, your discipline and your commitment and your responsibility on keeping shadow at bay and moving your energy forward into going your own way into feeling free, feeling like you've got your own self-agency and you can change your life in any direction you want to change it in. But you won't know that direction until you get into the frequency of who you are from here going forward. It's not based on who you were before. You are not the same person. You need not be the same person. You can insist upon it if you want, okay? But, you know, it's going to be hard to hold on to an old version of yourself. But can if you want. Going into a new version of yourself means your life is going to change. And I think for a lot of people, that is welcome. But it's, you know, it's a challenge. So we, we keep moving forward. You don't go forward unconsciously or blindly or just start running into walls and see what happens. Don't do that. Okay, there is forward movement, but be responsible about it. And really just continually recalibrate. Recalibrate your own energy. That's what air signs do. So Aquarius, 
Gemini and Libra, they recalibrate their own energy again and again and again to see what is what they find curious, what they want to align with, and how they want to move forward into a new way of being. They do that all the time, and that's the instruction of the new moon for all of us now. Get disciplined about recalibrating your energy so we can keep moving forward into the unfolding unknown of a new paradigm that is upon us. It's upon us right now. Thank you for joining me this week. If you'd like ongoing support outside of these podcasts, you're invited to register as a member at BeTheEvidence.Live and receive your invitation to join all of our community in the new app, which we are very excited about. You can also schedule one-on-one time with me at SusanGrace.org. We'll talk again soon.